Welcome to Healing for Healers with Abby Wynn and Regina of the Land. And now a prayer. Father Sky, Grandmother Moon, please bless this healing space. I call on the four directions, the north, south, east and west, to hold us in the energy of love, compassion, beauty, healing, lightness and joy. I invite in the wisdom of the ancestors, angels, ascended masters and star beings to enrich our conversation, inspire us and use us as channels for light, love and healing. I call on Mother Earth, the star systems and all the planets to open the pathways so we may present to you the best, richest information. Have access to the highest vibration of healing energies and offer what is most needed for those who need it right now. And so it is. And so it is. Sorry, I thought my I thought my thumb was in the frame. Well, <laughs> hello. We're recording now, and it's been so long <laughs> since we had a chat. I know, I know. We were we were having a good old old nather catch up before this, and um, because we hadn't even got a subject. And we were like, oh, what did we talk about? And I had a, because I had scheduled it and set it up, I had, um, I can't even remember. what um, We, we have, have been, been busy. busy. <laughs> is, is the title of it. And um, that's one of the things I love is just sitting, having a, shooting the breeze, having a chat and to see, well, what's happening at the moment for us? Uh, because we all have been really busy, particularly post-Christmas. Uh, and for the people outside of Ireland, post holidays. <laughs> Let's not even go there. <laughs> Don't get me started. Actually, I, I I saw the best one today. You know, Dolores Cannon. It was a picture of Dolores Cannon, and on top it said "Past Lives Matter." <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> oh, I have a what was it? I, I can't remember another meme. Uh, I saw, but. Yeah, it's like as if there are many lives blending at once at the moment. But when we were chatting, in other words, uh, you might as well say backstage prior to hitting the record button on the podcast, what we were talking about. And I went, mm, perception. And you went, ooh, ooh. And you said, yeah, because that fits in with over to you, Abby. It fits in with over to me. Well, I think part of the reason why. It feels like we're already halfway through the year, even though we haven't really got it off the ground yet. <laughs> well, it does, doesn't it? Is because we're we're so much more multidimensional now, and there's so much more information coming through every hour, every minute. That processing mm-hmm. what we're receiving, you have to make time every day to just sit and process what is going on and we're growing, we're expanding at a ferocious rate. And what's really interesting is it's like, 
I said to my husband, and he gets it now too, even though he's he's not as super sensitive as I am. I don't think he's sensitive at all. But I said, it's like each day is like five <laughs> days. It's just five or 10 days or there's a whole week every day. I don't even know what day it is anymore. And usually that happens around Christmas, you know, you know the, the, yeah. the limbo time between Christmas and New Year and not quite knowing. I feel like that all the time. <laughs> How about you? I mean, well, you're in work, so you have to know what day it is. Uh, well, yeah, I'd have an... I would have a lot scheduled within work, outside of work and everything else in between. So there would be a lot of schedules. However, um, we were actually blessed this weekend here in Ireland. We uh, had a bank holiday and a bank holiday is a long weekend, three days, and it was compliments of Bridget. So this is the first time we've had a bank holiday. This is the first time we're honouring her in this way. I'll tell you one thing, it was absolutely fantastic and much needed, you know. Uh, well, to have a day off or to have a day to yeah, honor Bridget? To, combination of both, to actually sort of catch your breath because of the pace of life. You know, the amount of <clears> people <throat> I talked to who were going, oh, God. Oh, wow. I'm so delighted there's a bank holiday. Oh, God, that's brilliant. But you see, I was you, sad about that. Oh, I was very okay. sad about that because, first of all, our first day to honour Bridget officially as a country, they're choosing to have it on a bank holiday Monday as opposed mm-hmm. to having the day on her day. So it's not mm-hmm. like Patrick's Day where it floats around and it's always on a specific day of the year. So I felt, mm-hmm. well, that's a dishonouring, first of all. And then second of all, the fact that we all need a break means that we're sitting there catching our breath and we do. And I'm not belittling that because it's it's an actual fact. But where was the honouring? Where was the recognition of the day that was in it? Well, you see, this is where it becomes more personal. There, For me, it's something I would have done anyway. Yeah. With all, um... And you probably did it a few days previous on her actual day. I did last week but then at the weekend uh, I went up to the Hill of Tara and I did my honouring up there but you see you know what to do but again it isn't a prescribed one it's a bit like okay there are these holidays and there are these pivotal points in the calendar well what do you do what do you not do you know for many years at Bialtana I go to Ishnock and Bialtana is May and I'm feeling as I'm feeling into the year, as I work out what I want to do and where I want to go, I'm not feeling Ishnak this year. Yeah, and I know exactly why. <laughs> well, no, I was there. I was there last year because the volume of people and all. Yeah, that's exactly why. I mean, they were already selling tickets. Oh, yeah. Well, they started that before Christmas and they always do that. And they're fair playing there'd be loads of people there. But I want to I want to find somewhere different. I want to do something different. Do you know what I'm feeling now? I'm feeling that maybe the country needs a couple of years to get its head around what it is supposed to be doing for Bridget's Day. But you see, there are so many others like, okay, uh, they're looking at the tourist board. The Irish tourist board are looking at uh, highlighting Bridget as a form of tourism. Okay, there were loads of events around Dublin City to honour her, how to make a Bridget's Cross. There was everything into tarot card readings were being offered. 
to honour Bridget in Dublin. Did you see Andrew's friend from her story through photos, images up onto the GPO? She's been doing that for years. In fact, I was involved in the launch of that many years ago at Ishnock. So this was an unofficial one and she just said Ah. went out and did it. (laughs) <laughs> and hope they wouldn't get caught. I believe they had to give get Garda permission and licenses and everything, which didn't come through in time. Yeah, that's sort of. But that, of that's that's not what we're going to talk about now. But it's just interesting to get the temperature of. It's it's like you need a few days to percolate and process what it is you want to mm-hmm. do, and we've stepped out of normal time. And I think everybody listening has an appreciation of that. And it's about. How do you hold yourself in that? Okay, as you were talking, I'll be honest, my head went off on a totally different tangent. Uh, (laughs) As it does. That's why we love you. (laughs) Once you start using a series of words and my head goes, nah, it goes off on on a different tangent. I think I think it's the fact that there is so much going on. There's information coming at us from everywhere. And it goes back to what we were saying prior to us coming live here was about taking the time and to tune in and the perception. I came up with, I was talking about perception and you were talking about fear and fear of trusting, fear of, you know, where that perception might lead you. Or, or, and what's under the big scary mat that we keep, you know, pushing stuff under. Um, You're not getting away with it with this big moon that we just had. I know, it was in my star sign too, so you can imagine it really kicked my ass. I think it's kicked um, everybody's ass. It's just not letting us get away with putting stuff under the mat anymore. Exactly. That's the point. So it it's it's uncovering a lot. It's uncovering a lot personally. And for me, it was helping to show me where some of my weak points are and what is it I have to work on during the year. Oh, sure. And me as well. And I had a session there yesterday. There was about 12 of us there. And I went into flow and I was telling them stuff that they were going, oh, my God, and yes, and yes. And then I got home, as you do, and I settled in for the night and then mm-hmm. wrapping myself up with me duvets going to sleep. I heard what I said to the group and I realized, oh, yeah, I needed to hear that, too. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I was saying it for my own benefit as well. That's that's the thing, you see, you need to take the time to catch up. And when you're looking at, you know, when I felt sad about not celebrating Bridges Day the way that I thought it should be celebrated. As you say, it's a personal thing. But then what kicked in is I'm in this moment now, every moment, and I get to choose what to do with each moment. So it doesn't matter what I'm told today is. What matters is how I spend the next moment, what I'm choosing in every moment. Yeah. And let's uh, even using the example of Bridget, there is so many facets of Bridget. There's Bridget the goddess, there's Bridget the this, there's Bridget the saint. There's so many facets of Bridget. So a bit like us, there's so many facets of us that what do we need to do for us to take time for ourselves and to honour ourselves or honour that facet of us? 
Yes, to, to acknowledge that we have a physical body that's limited. <laughs> and some days it's more limited than others. Or our energy were- is unlimited. Our energy is multidimensional. It's the physical body is is taking a beating. Well, mine is right now from the energies, from what I'm putting into it. Mm. Well, yeah, I hold up my hand on that one. Yeah, I'll take responsibility for that. Um, <laughs> for me, anyway. And I'm feeling, though... Just to to get a hold of the relationship that we have with ourselves, with each other, with the aspects of ourselves, it's like the world is spinning and it's not going to stop. So we can stop in the chaos and be the calm in the storm. Mm -hmm. We can and we can hold that energy of solid. And celebrate in any moment we feel like celebrating in. Yeah. But your perception is that you're not allowed to do that. Then that's yeah. what has to change is the perception. Again, you know, again, who, who makes up the rules? Who decides this? Do we hand our power over to others? To yes. Make those decisions, you know? So is it a case that we wait for somebody else to tell us what we have to do to do X, Y, Z? Do we listen to what our own body is calling for? Like... My body was calling for outdoors, peace, calm away from the city and to welcome the light. And that's what I did. And that that is what my body needed. And after that, I was skipping for joy. I was I was light of foot as I pranced around the hill of tower. I'm joking here, by the way. No, but what's uh, interesting if anybody is knows we're, me. <laughs> we're watch, we've been watching a television show, myself and my husband, that's on Netflix about Spotify. And each episode is a different person. And it's really clever because it's not all filmed the same way. It's like they bring in these quirky effects depending on who the person is. And it's almost like the the way they film the episode is a reflection of the person that it's about. And in one of the episodes, this guy is huge energy. He can join dots where nobody can see dots to be joined. Mm -hmm. He brings people together that you'd never think would be together. And then he lets off steam and he jumps on tables and he dances like a maniac and, you know, gets out the energy because, but he's high energy. And he was doing a deal with somebody and they walked up to him and they said, you know, if you had been pretty much, they said, if you were diagnosed, you'd be diagnosed with ADHD or some kind of spectrum disorder. Mm. And yes, we're going to do a deal with you. But by the way, I do believe that you have this disorder. And he walked away and the look on the guy's face and it broke his heart. And I was thinking, your man was himself the whole time. He was doing great. He does what he does Mm. best. And then you put this structure or label or perception Mm -hmm. and it was well you can't just be yourself and then then he was different then for the rest of the time I was thinking that there you go when you hand over to something outside of yourself you know if he reclaimed his spirit this is who I am I don't fit into any box Mm -hmm. that's part of the growth that we're on at the moment where people are seeing okay well it hurts me to stay contained in what I believe other people expect me to be, there's another perception. Whereas when we leak mm-hmm. out of that and say, okay, well, I'm going to be completely myself and I don't care if people don't like me. <laughs> yeah, that's, that comes around also with age if you choose to embrace it. Yeah. And again, that, it, that can come with 
age, it can come with maturity. And in fairness, there are some very young people who are exceptionally mature and who are in that space. But there are a lot of people talking about, in fact, I was I was having this conversation with somebody there recently and it it's this is you might think it's going off topic, but it'll link back in and you, you know the way I go off on tangents on stories. Yeah, well, but all the tangents story. are connected. Mm. And this person was absolutely shocked to find out that I smoked at some stage that I was a heavy smoker. And they said, why? I can't believe you smoked for 20 years. And I went, yeah, I did. And they said, when did you give up and why did you give up? Now, this is just my own personal story. And I went, well, number one, it was time. But number two, it was for me. But it was also time for me to work out that I was hiding behind the cigarettes and the smoke. And it was a smokescreen, excuse the pun. So as part of me releasing the need to smoke, I put together a mantra saying, I now I now release the need to smoke. I step out from behind the smokescreen. This is me. Mm. Anytime I wanted a cigarette, that was the mantra. And that was the deal because the cigarette was, I was hiding from behind the smokescreen. And it was suppressing a lot of my natural gifts as well. Yeah. And it was helping me numb out, for the want of a better word. So by me choosing to release the need to smoke and to step out from behind the smoke screen, I then chose to participate in life more fully as me. And that was something I did very consciously, but that helped me be, that helped my perception. And it was a case, well, here I am. I'm out from behind the smoke screen. Take me or leave me. This is me. That's it, isn't it? Yeah. And when you go back to, to, to what you had just said, beside the fact that there was just an alarm going off or a siren, which always happens <laughs> when it's something important. And I always like to point it out. Um, smoking was suppressing your natural gifts. And I believe the amount of information that's coming through at the moment from the sun, let's say the light codes and the growth that we're going through is accentuating and accelerating people's natural gifts right now. Mm -hmm. And so I'm finding personally that I'm having a tendency to want to suppress these gifts Mm -hmm. because it's too much, too quick. But it isn't too yeah. quick. Some part of me is telling me it's too quick, but it isn't. And we go back to the perception as being in fear. Well, what does it mean if I suddenly have telepathy? What does it mean if I'm psychic and I know things? What does it mean? And for you to be able to step out from the smoke screen and say, bring it on, is what we need to be doing now, mm-hmm. I think, in a stronger way, with strong voices. So when we come back to the question of perception, I'll give you an an example. I'm afraid to see. So if an alien was to land in front of me, I think I'd be okay. I went through it. I said, fairies, I see fairies. I see them in my head. 
I don't see them with my eyes. It's like, well, if you saw them with your eyes, how would you feel? I'm like, okay, I think I'd be okay. And then I realized it was the overwhelm at the idea of seeing everything all at once. Or I could handle it in bits and pieces. Or I think I could. Mm -hmm. And so to take a step back and go, okay, I need my processing time. Suddenly you go out to the forest and you can see all the fairies. It would be really cool. Why do we decide it's going to be terrifying? You know, things like that to kind mm-hmm. of get a balance and say, okay, well, I'm in every moment. And what am I choosing? Am I choosing to hide? Am I choosing to dumb down? Or can I blossom and allow these things to come through? I think sometimes it's give, it basically comes back to, down to as well permission, giving yourself permission that it's okay to see. It's okay to hear. It's okay to feel. And you won't be overwhelmed. Because I don't necessarily see, as in it's, <laughs> I see. However, energetics, I feel. Mm-hmm. My superpower is feeling. So I can feel stuff there. I can feel elementals. I can feel spirits. I can feel a lot. That's there. On occasions I see, but I don't, in my own head, I don't need to see because I trust the feelings enough. But initially I felt I had to see because others were seeing. That's it. And I, I thought at the time, again, you're comparing yourself against others, that if I didn't see it wasn't validation. Yeah. But my emotion, my emotion and my feeling was the validation. Uh, you know, there are times when we we do work out that um, it is about trusting what it is we get and trusting our intuition and trusting what comes to you, even though it does not make any logical, analytical sense Um I was doing I was doing a journey for someone there now. When I say journey, I'm talking about a shamanic journey for uh, a gentleman who was looking who was looking for something specific, shall we say. And as part of this journey, I had to do a soul retrieval and go back into his past. And the intake on this was a little bit limited. And again, I trust spirit to show me what needs But this guy was very analytical, worked in a highly analytical industry, was very clinical, very black or white. And I'm going, how am I going to communicate what I see to them? Because they're so clinical and black and white. And I'm, you you know, if you look at polar opposites, I'm the total opposite end of the scale to that one. And I was going, okay, now just trust trust that you'll be able to communicate what you need to communicate to this person. So when I did the journey um, and I did the soul retrieval, I actually said, "Okay, I know that they will appreciate it being written out. Now, for me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You're even laughing at that. So I said, right, write out the highlighted points and send it to him. So again, I had to try and explain that what I see is metaphorical, not actual, literal, but the, you know, it will be relevant. So I started to talk about different 
different dates, as in different years, and what happened. And he began to then realise, oh, okay, what she's explaining metaphorically did actually happen in my life in XYZ. And one of the funny ones was I was explaining, well, I was explaining two things. One at a particular age, this, I said, look, all I can say is it was like as if you were swimming along, absolutely, you know, not a care in the world, swimming along. And it's like as if you, your head suddenly smashed against the back, uh, uh, swimming pool. Like, in other words, hit a rock. You know, you, mm. you just came to an abrupt stop. No idea what that was, but it was at such and such an age. And he went, oh, what year was that? I said, I don't know the year, but you were at this age. And he pulled it out and went, oh, wow. Yeah, actually, I was in a bad motorbike accident. I was cruising along, went around a corner, hit something immediately and hit my head. I came off the bike and whatever. So if I was to take on board the fact that I'm emotional, I don't physically see, I interpret the feelings, I have my own language, but yet I can communicate with somebody who is totally different to me and communicate what happened in such a way that they totally understand and totally get it. That's, you know, that's trusting my instinct and that's trusting me to be who I am. Same as the gifts you have. Like we laugh Folks, for those people listening, I do be in awe of Abby's ability to write and the way, you know, the books she's written, the posts she writes, everything she writes. <laughs> I'm in absolute awe over that. And to her, this is just so natural and it just effortlessly flows. And this is one of the things that that's who you are. That's you're an author. You're a healer. You're so many things. But that's that is who you are. And that's that is the divineness that that is you. OK, whereas, you know, I'm the opposite end of the scale with writing, with, you know, logical, analytical. But I'd be in awe of you. You know, and it's interesting to, to hear that. You know, I think you were telling me when you were working with a child through the family and you say, did, did you guys bring a black sack of stuff into your house recently and I'm like how the hell does she know that you know <laughs> or or things like looking at a picture of a dog and then saying the dog's not happy because you moved the bed to a different part of the garden and if you move the bed back the dog will start eating again and you know <laughs> it's like <laughs> <clears throat> but here's the thing as we're being stretched I'm starting to know things and you're you know and, and as you're being yeah. stretched look what you just did you wrote stuff down Mm -hmm. So your attitude towards writing is the only thing that's holding you back from writing. Mm -hmm. And I can say that well, to you because we're friends. Yeah. So I wanted to tell you, I, I did a group healing session online. And mm -hmm. one of the things that came up was our ability to manifest is happening quicker. And our psychic ability, ours as a group, is increasing. So I said to anyone who was in the healing session, think of somebody you haven't thought of for a long time. And let me know then if they get in touch. Mm -hmm. And I just said, a, you know, and so somebody wrote to me last night who had just heard the replay of the session on Sunday. 
And they thought about it afterwards and said, yeah, they'd like to play it like a little game. So she thought about a woman that she hadn't heard or seen hail or tear of <clears throat> for a year. Just thought about her. Mm-hmm. And then she wrote last night, she said, your woman's after getting in touch. Probably <laughs> out of the blue in my eye. <laughs> and it's like, but this woman coming and sharing this is, is given, you know, confidence to other people to come and share. Mm. And the serendipities are coming through and people saying, oh, it was very lucky. And I'm saying, no, there's no such thing as luck. It's synchronicity. It's serendipity. Mm. It's an actual thing. And we're all connected energetically. And if you just pull the, the string between you and someone that you haven't seen or heard of for over a year, then they actually feel it and they know that it's you. But whether mm-hmm. they get in touch or not is their perception, do you know, or, or, or their motivation doesn't mean they didn't think of you. So I would often think things which spark my creative imagination. Like what if the whole world had the same dream one night and they didn't tell anyone, so they didn't know. (laughs) (laughs) I've I've actually played with that group, group dreaming with a group where we were staying in one place and we all tried to have a group dream and we actually all came in. It it was so, wow, do that exponentially. Well, I put this in my novel and I'm not doing any spoilers, but in the third book of the trilogy, which is going to be published this year, I was getting worried because they're all in a journey together. And I'm thinking, but this is too much. It's like a fucking movie in a book. And then I realized, but it's only one character's perception of the journey. It's not necessarily what really happened. And then I could let all things fly and say, okay, I'm not telling lies here. This is exactly what she thought she saw. And then she phones up the other guy who she's having the journey with, and he saw something totally different. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) But they did meet in certain points, which was very interesting. So having the language... Again, it depends on how much reading you've done. But Regina, you've done more reading than you think because you listen to audiobooks. <laughs> Constantly. So it's about having that language <laughs> to describe things in different ways. But mm. going back to meeting these other healers that I've been spending time with, Antonia, Honey and Anya, that we've been doing techniques on our own because we've been learning on our own mm. and we have our own way of describing what we're doing. And so when we're explaining something, it doesn't make sense until we realize that we're using different words for the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the perception and the communication is really yeah. important. But if you let go of the need to compete, which is something else that society tells you, I mean, society wants to turn us all into the same. All of us being the same. I mean, it starts at school when you get all your creativity beaten out of you. Isn't it like there's a sausage factory and you come out a sausage and everybody comes out a sausage, but you're tied in by the skin and you're not able to expand and blossom and be yourself. Oh, I just have the visual for Pink Floyd, another brick in the wall. That's it. (laughs) So we have to smash the paradigm now. We have to smash that wall and allow everybody be themselves. I think the pendulum has swung a little bit too far in that direction at the minute, but they'll come back and come back into balance. That's the vision I'm holding, where people don't need to be labeled or diagnosed and they can be free to be themselves, but they also have to take responsibility for their behavior and not Mm -hmm. blame some diagnosis for being irresponsible. Yeah. That's another conversation yeah. for another day. 
I think I think I, this image keeps coming up for me. When you take your deepest, darkest fears and put them in the bottom of a wardrobe and put, throw the wardrobe into the basement of your psyche and you don't want to go there, they get even bigger and bigger and bigger. That's what you were saying about putting stuff yeah. under the carpet. And I say to people often, if you need support to go and look at what this is, then get support and go and look at what this is. Because I would often stand with a client in front of their wardrobe and we open it up to see the monster and it's just a teddy bear. Because again, it's the thought of, of the fear is greater than the fear. Yes. And it can, and the, believe it or not, what a lot of people don't understand as well is the energy that it takes to keep that wardrobe closed. Oh God. Keep that wardrobe in the basement. Absolutely. It can actually be more de- detrimental until such time as the wardrobe is so big and it's taking so much energy to keep that door closed. And then when the time, maybe, you know, you found somebody that you trust that you can connect in with that can help and assist you to open that door. But it is interesting. It just reminds me of somebody, a conversation at some stage with somebody about, well, I didn't know whether anybody would like the the me, the real me. That's why they try to be too many other people. Yes. You know, they try to people please. And I don't know who said it. You might know. Um, who said, um, I need to be me because everybody else has been taken. Yeah, it sounds like a, um, an Oscar Wilde thing. Something like that. I don't know anyway. that In other words, you have to be you. You have to be true to you. And we all do things that scare us in so many, many ways. And do you know what? Even though it scares us, we're stronger for it in the long run and we do benefit from it. But it can be really scary at times to take a deep breath, to look in that wardrobe and to look at our fears and to. I'm just thinking of doing it in my real wardrobe is scary enough. <laughs> I know I miss my wardrobe. Isn't it decluttering time? It's springtime to declutter the house, declutter your internal house. Yeah. And but the weight words, yeah. the weight of the emotional energy of let's say guilt or fear or anger, repressed anger is massive and that can bring you your, your whole vibration, your whole frequency is um what's the word is, is is constricted it's by that but some people get comfort in that they'd rather not be at their full potential so I would always say okay whatever it is take a step away from that and ask yourself what am I afraid of if I was at my best if I was able to be free to be me to create to have joy in my life to be happy to manifest the life of my dreams what's my fear there Mm -hmm. and what I've learned over these years is that the fear is that they're going to hurt someone deliberately because they were hurt Mm. so like a spectrum you've got the empath the people pleaser the person who waits for their parents to come home to discover, you know, what's the mood and what shape do I need to be in order to survive tonight or to support my family to get through because my daddy's really angry or, you know, stuff like that. And then at the other end of the scale, you've got the angry dad. 
Yeah. And it's like, well, if I'm healthy and well, then I'm going to turn into an angry dad. So I sat with someone yesterday and I said to her, how old are you? Now, I knew how old she was, but I asked her again. I said, how old are you? And she said, she's 34. <laughs> and I said, okay, so you got this pattern of creeping around and cutting off pieces of yourself to facilitate the other person when you were three years old because of her dad being an angry dad. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, I'm going to ask you another question. I'm really crap at maths. It's not my strong point, as you know. How old was your dad when you were three years old? He was 34. This came as such a shock to her when I said to her, you are the exact age that your dad was when he was angry. And what makes him more important than you? See yourself stepping out from underneath as the child and see yourself as the adult and that you're allowed to be in existence, to take up your space in the world, to be just as important as him in your head. And this was massive. Pair that with the knowledge and the deep intrinsic knowing that people need to have, that if you're in your heart, then you will never deliberately hurt anybody else when your eyes are open. It, you, you might hurt people, you might, but it won't be deliberate. It won't be from an evil place. And when you're in your heart and you give the space to listen to the other, then to understand what you did do that did hurt them and and to work through that means that you're not going to turn into a dictator and hurt everybody that's around you if you are giving yourself space to be yourself and have your best life. Mm -hmm. But we have that beaten out of us, don't we? To a certain extent, yeah. You know, but... (laughs) But again, it goes back to society. There can be pressures to conform. You need to be this. You need to be that. You need to say certain language. And, you know, the older you get, the less F's you have to give to conform to that. Mm. That. Just trying to find the language around this. What fits in for me with what you were saying is forgiving, forgiveness. I know about being in your heart, but sometimes you have to forgive yourself for decisions you made based on the information you had at the time. Yeah. And sometimes those decisions were all about survival. So in a lot of occasions, people have to work out who do they need to forgive? And one of the biggest is themselves. Definitely is. And it's like, I could have done better. I could have done better. And I said, yeah, yeah. but this is hindsight. Exactly. And you know, to factor in the amount of energy that you had at the time as well, which is yeah. one of the things that I'm, I'm really seeing, particularly with people in abusive relationships. Hmm. It's not that they don't know what they want to say. Because they know it's that they don't have the energy to say it. Oh, it's it's more it's it's not that they don't have the energy to say it. On a lot of occasions, they're just in survival. Like it, well, it that's is it. Absolute. They're empty. They don't have the energy behind it to take the repercussions for setting boundaries and standing up for themselves. And so, in a way, keeping that wardrobe heavy with all the fear in it is a way to 
avoid having to have conflict in your life to change things as well. Yeah. And there are some people who do not like change. Absolutely. Yes. But that's their choice. They're the ones that don't listen to this podcast. (laughs) Whereas the ones that are listening, I know it's going into their consciousness, you know, you guys who are listening. All these things that we say or do is planting seeds, Mm. you know, so to ask, well, can I have the strength that I need to say the things I want to say? Or do can I have the strength that I need to go and look at that wardrobe and release whatever is in there? Or can I have the strength to sit down one afternoon with a nice cup of whatever it is you like to drink mm. and make a list on paper with a pencil or a pen of all the things you're really afraid of mm-hmm. and circle the ones that are real and then underline the ones that are your perception And the list dramatically gets smaller. And we're allowed to be afraid of real things. I mean, what are you going to say? We're all superheroes. (laughs) We're not. Yeah. We're human. And you're also allowed to say to your friend, I'm really afraid of this happening. And by you knowing this, then I know that you're there for me if it does happen and you'll help Mm -hmm. me in it. Yeah. And that's what friends are for. Yeah. Because you're not, you're not really alone. You, that's a, again, it's another perception. Again, yeah. It's some people who are who are alone just chose never to let people in to their lives. But again, that's another podcast. We should write these <laughs> ones down. So, guys, <laughs> if there's anything in what we've just been speaking about that you want us to talk about more, or if there's anything on your minds that you'd like us to talk about that we haven't talked about ever, or even if we have talked about it and you want to hear more about it, please email Or revisit something. Revisit something because things are changing. It's it's the world is changing. Things are different. And if you were to get an old, even healing, like if you were to pull down a book from a shelf that was old, and this is the technique that you need to do to heal somebody of this, you could probably do it in, in, in like two steps out of 15. And there is some stuff there that's really good and really important. I mean, we're fusing the ancient stuff with the new stuff, but to be lighter in things and to see things in a different way, to be more in the moment and feeling and sensing and allowing ourselves to know what's truly going on. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's really good. And when you get rid of that fear, then you're lighter in life. And that's, I think that's what we all want. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Taking things a bit more lightly. Not engaging with stuff that really is just going to bring you down for the sake of it. But, you know, if things are important and they're important and put energy into into making changes into those things. Yeah. And on that note. We'll wrap this one up. and. uh, See you next time. (laughs) Thank you so much for taking time out of your day, wherever in the world you may be. This is thank you from Regina and thank you from from me. Bye now. Bye-bye. If there's anything in this podcast that triggered you, upset you, 
or stimulated you to want to know more. If you've got questions or if you have anything at all that you'd like Regina and I to cover on the show, please write to us. The email is healingforhealerspodcast at gmail.com and we'll see you next time.